Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Rock Hard Caucus. This is the show uh, for Iowans by Iowans. How do you like that for a slogan? Is that a good one? Uh, it <laughs> doesn't have much flavor, really. <laughs> I mean, okay, we're, we're what better. like thirty-five episodes. <laughs> we're like thirty-five Not episodes in and still hunting for enough. the right uh, the right combination of words to use as an introduction. Well, the name of the show, you know, needs something edgier. Mm, okay. Uh, welcome to Rock Hard Caucus. It's about fucking politics. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> There's nothing edgier than the F word. That's right. It's one of the worst words that you can say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm here. It's me, Justin. You heard Evan just now. And uh, you also, you heard somebody laughing who you may remember from last <laughs> month. We got DeRosia Guamna back in the mix. Woo! Hey, how's it going, guys? <laughs> Welcome back, DeRosia. Thanks, man. Thanks for inviting me here, man. I feel privileged. This is awesome. Yeah, dude. The one-on-one episode we did last month was a big hit, so I think really? I'd be foolish oh, cool. to not invite you back. <laughs> oh, damn. Well, <laughs> I, that's awesome, man. I mean, like, I was, it was really cool to uh, be able to let some grievances out living in this country, this state. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You know? <laughs> I'm wagging, yeah. I'm wagging my finger at you there. <laughs> no, <man. laughs> Thanks for having me back. Um, I'm going to yeah, grab definitely. a drink, and I, uh, but uh, you'll hear me in the background for like two seconds. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> uh, so today's, today's episode, we're doing kind of a direct sequel to the last uh, regular episode that uh, Evan and I did with Stella. Uh, Stella is, of course, busy in the real world doing some, like, actual work uh, helping people, so she can't come on to do a a frivolous podcast like us. Yeah, I I was thinking this is a podcast about grievances. I mean, grievances (laughs) with the government. Right? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, just tailing off on the, uh, you know, slogan. But yeah, Stella is doing real world things. I'm like, yeah, this whatever we're doing right now. Yeah, this little boys club. Um, <laughs> so last time we were talking mostly about uh, cars and instances of cars driving into human bodies and the consequences of of such things, which is you know a pretty serious topic. Uh, and since this is a uh, nominally kind of like a, a comedy based podcast i figured we would just jump right back into that again just the laugh riot of people being hit by cars uh <laughs> i'm being ironic okay um <laughs> so right off the top i i do want to acknowledge so if you do a quick google about cars hitting protesters in the past couple months uh there have been reportedly 66 incidents of people driving their cars into protesters since May 27th of this year. Uh, I know of two fatalities as a result of those incidents. On July 4th in Seattle, Washington, Summer Taylor was killed by a driver, and uh, fellow protester Diaz Love is, last I checked, in critical condition. And last month, June 3rd, in Bakersfield, California, a man named Robert Forbes was also struck and killed by a driver. So this is like, you know, not something to joke about, mm-hmm. but we'll do our best. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I want to take it a little bit closer to home to start things off today. 
Uh, I've got an article here written by Zachary Oren Smith for the Iowa City Press Citizen. And he he wrote something. The headline is, No one hurt, no complaint filed following Saturday March in Coralville. Uh, listeners who stalk me in real life know that I live in Coralville. So this You was... have a lot of those? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone who listens to the show also, you know, knows my address. <laughs> oh, <Right. wow. laughs> uh, so this this was a uh, march in in my town where I live, just a couple miles from my house, and uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but I was there. <laughs> so let me just read what this reporter has to say about what happened on that day. Uh, this was June twenty seventh. Coralville City Council is in the information-gathering phase of a potential police reform package in reaction to the local and national George Floyd protests. Following Saturday's march down U.S. Highway 6, organizer... Um, just to be safe, I'm going to leave people's names out of this for now because of things I'm going to uh, present to the listeners later. Uh, but the right, orga- good idea. <laughs> the uh, organizer of this protest uh, said that they hoped the marches in Coralville would grow. Uh, That day's protest involved just over 30 people, a crowd only big enough to block two lanes of traffic. As cars swerved around the crowd and between them, there were a number of close calls, including one car that struck a protester who told the press citizen they were not injured. On Monday, police chief Shane Cron told the press citizen no report was filed from the incident with the Coralville Police Department, not by the protester and not by the driver. Cron said his department responds to incidents by complaint, and without anyone calling them in, his staff had nothing to respond to. Uh, on June 23rd, Coralville approved a $25 sound permit for <laughs> use, or, uh, <laughs> I'll bleep that, I guess, uh, use of the <laughs> pavilion at ST Morrison Park. Uh, while plenty of cars pulled U-turns to avoid the marchers, there was little issue as the group of protesters came up 5th Street. Uh, 5th Street is like a, a smaller road uh just north of highway six that's the street that like the city library the police station and the park where the march started that's that street and then highway six just south of that is what's commonly referred to as the coralville strip Uh, so there was little issue as the protesters were on fifth street which in 2018 had an annual average daily traffic count of 6,800 vehicles per day But on Highway 6, with its average of 32,200 vehicles a day, the risk was amplified. The press citizen asked Cron how his department approaches this potential risk for injury. While others may focus on the marches as disruptive, he said his primary concern is public safety. He said it is as dangerous for the people walking into the streets as it is for the drivers. Uh, I would say more dangerous. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah i think if you're in a vehicle it's a bit less dangerous i mean that's why they're physically. doing it <laughs> yeah, exactly like they right. have those big ass like trucks with super uh high rides for a reason <laughs> yeah makes you makes you feel invincible uh we wish people wouldn't put themselves in jeopardy cron said it's creating a safety concern for them and other motorists who may not see them coming there is a point where you are risking other people's lives. Okay, that's the end of uh, Zachary Oren Smith's <laughs> article about the incident. Very interesting. <laughs> yeah, right. So this, uh, I don't think a time of day was mentioned in this reporting, but this was, you know, like uh, around 1 p.m. Yeah. 
So mm-hmm. uh, the quote there from the police chief, uh, it's creating a safety concern for motorists who may not see them coming. There wasn't any visibility issues that day. Traffic could definitely see that there were people in the road. And I mean, yes, there is uh, safety risks involved in that when you have people standing on a road where people are driving, but you can just not drive into them, I guess is the short way of saying that. Yeah. So as I alluded to, I, I was present for this and I was one of the people who was struck by the vehicle. <laughs> yeah. The, the very, very brief statement on this in the article is one car that struck a protester who told the press citizen they were not injured. So there's video of this incident. Uh, somebody recorded this car hitting uh, one person and then hitting me and another person. So three people in total. Uh, no one was injured. This was not, they were not like accelerating. They just kind of rolled into us very slowly. I was talking to other people involved with the protest. I was encouraged to share the video. So if you look at my social media accounts, you can see the incident happen for yourself. But I can recap it just from my perspective. So we had a fairly small group out on the road that day. As the uh, article said, it was like around 30 people. So I was not feeling super confident about what was going to happen out there. But, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah, like I, I understand the tactic, um, but it seems like it would be a lot more effective if when there's a lot of people like the video, it's mm-hmm. like it seemed like it was sparse enough where the guy could basically do what he did and get away with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can say from experience, like when I've been witness to larger gatherings of people doing this uh people in their cars are not nearly as willing to just like speed by you uh run into you honk at you they just kind of chill out a little bit more when there's like a giant group of people in front of them so i was not feeling uh great about what was going on but i mean if if protesters are going to be in the road i'm gonna like be a part of that you know like i i feel like i have a responsibility if I'm present, I'm going to like do what I can to like help people. So I was hanging out in the back of the crowd for most of this, just kind of like trying to put some distance between people and cars. And while we were coming up Highway 6, kind of by the Dairy Queen in Coralville, and this was around 1.45 p.m., I checked my phone to make sure I remembered all of these details. I heard a car just laying on the horn, just like holding the horn down. So I turned around and I saw a blue, I don't know, car. <laughs> How do you describe cars? <laughs> uh, they all look the same now. So <laughs> the color is good and like the style, you know, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I heard the horn going. I turned around to see what was going on and I see this car just accelerating towards us with a protester sitting on the hood of the car, which is a. Uh, startling i guess to turn around and and see that happening they were kind of you know turning the wheel back and forth a little bit trying to get the guy to get off the hood and then they stopped quickly the protesters kind of jumped off again no one was hurt fortunately but i'm in the mindset of like well if they're willing to do that like is this about to escalate so i stood like in the way of the car between them and the rest of the people just you know again putting distance between 
human beings and cars. Mm-hmm. And they just, you know, <laughs> straight up rolled right into my legs. Jesus Christ. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, wow. I, I was not hurt, which, you know, I'm grateful for. But I was, yeah. you know, kind of, I was more surprised than anything. Like, mm-hmm. why are you so willing to do this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you? So you didn't see the very beginning part where they hit the first guy originally, and then he kind of, he started kind of like humping their headlight. <laughs> right. And, yeah. and then jumped on the hood. I mean, he didn't jump, like, they were still hitting him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He kind of, like, it was, he just kind of, like, was like, all right, if you're going to do that, then I'm just going to, like, take a ride. Right, exactly, yeah. I I was not witness until they were already accelerating with that person on the hood. Yeah. But you can see in the video, like, they're driving in between lanes of traffic towards the sky. and there were other people there, too, like, like, who witnessed it and, like, probably didn't know what was going on other than there was a car, like, acting aggressively. Mm Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I do want to say, like, they drove into the sky. Like, they made the first move, you know? And it, it's right. it's on video. Uh, so I, you know, just kept standing there, sort of walking backwards as they continued to roll into me. Uh, eventually, uh, and a kind of, like, older guy who was with the group uh, pulled me away. He was trying to, you know, de-escalate the situation, which is good. Uh, and they just drove away, Um person in the passenger seat leaned out the window and flipped me off uh, <laughs> uh and i just shouted their uh license plate number at them as they were driving away which oh, for anyone anyone listening is ipw244 <laughs> ipw244 uh, iowa plates johnson county uh i don't have the means to look that up but if anybody knows like how to look up plate numbers i'd be happy to know like who that person was just for my own knowledge <laughs> yeah for sure right uh one question why were you not wearing your mask sir me yeah well right at the start when i was first hit i had my mask pulled down so that i could get a drink of water i was <laughs> <laughs> i was drinking a bottle of water as the car initially rolled into me ah i see i did have my mask over my mouth and nose before and after the video <laughs> <laughs> I see. I'm asking for my mom. Um, okay. She was concerned. <laughs> she was concerned about it. Yeah, I I appreciate the concern. So, yeah. So, I, you know, in the immediate aftermath, I was like, huh, a car drove into me. I wasn't super bothered by it. I mean, nobody was actually hurt. So, it could have gone a lot worse. Uh, I'm glad it didn't. Mm-hmm. It's just like you said, the idea of someone that had so much malice in their hearts or just, you know, such like a disregard for human life that would just decide to up and do that. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's just so fucked, man. You know, I just don't get it. <laughs> yeah, when the alternative is just, you know, chill and wait, like, yeah. a couple <laughs> <Yeah>. minutes. <laughs> yeah, there were a bunch of other cars there, <laughs> like, not right. doing that. The thing that surprises me, too, is, like, that it's happening in humble, supposedly liberal freaking Johnson County. You know what I mean? Like, I just, oh, my God. You think you think that shit would go down, like, you know, in Texas or where there's a bunch of wasps and shit like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I just, I'm just still baffled, man. Like, I don't know. You yeah. Know? Uh, I mean, it seems like things have been a lot more heated in Des Moines when altercations oh, yeah. like this occur. But, oh. yeah, I mean, people who are just excitedly commenting on like facebook articles like hit them shoot them like they're everywhere they're here too oh for sure yeah 
<laughs> they're the people who don't work for the university. <laughs> right. Well, well said, dude. Well said. <laughs> yeah. So in the immediate aftermath, I was, I mean, a little shaken, but I was like, eh, whatever. Like, this is kind of what I signed up for, I guess. <laughs> like, not exactly, but you know, like, I can't. Like, if I'm going to stay in the road, I can't, like, expect something like this to never happen. But once the video came out and I was getting <laughs> replies that were, like, blaming me and the right. protesters for being in the road, I was like, damn, like, you know me. And <laughs> you still have just complete disregard for, like, why I would do something like that. Right. It was organ. I mean, it was, there was an organizer there. Like, it was a planned march, wasn't it? Yeah, I believe so. I, I mean, personally, I went, I arrived at the event thinking it was just going to be, like, a speaking engagement, but then uh, we started the march after that. So I, I didn't know ahead of time there was going to be a march, but yes, it was... Like I think most of the people there knew it was going to happen. Like there was, there were medics present and everything. So, right. Like yeah, there was yeah. there was plenty of organization involved. I wasn't just like jumping into traffic for fun, you know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. People yeah, just like, oh. refused to understand. Yeah. Yeah. So that bothered me more. And then like the part of this article where they asked the police department for comment, and and they're just like, well, no one reported it, so we can't, you know, act on this. Mm. That really kind of like stuck with me. And I'm thinking, well, like, should somebody report this? If they're if they're going to talk to the press and say, like, we agree that something bad happened, but we can't act on it because nobody reported it, I guess they're sort of asking for a report, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, again, I, I consulted with other people who were involved with the protests, and I was like, I mean, the car hit me. I'm a white guy, so, like, the cops probably aren't going to fuck with me too much. Like, do you want me to contact them about this? And I was encouraged to do so. So mm -hmm. I did call the Coralville Police Department, a non-emergency number, just to, like, you know, say, hey, if no one's reporting this, I will tell you what happened from my perspective. And I recorded the phone calls. Uh, would you guys like to hear my discussions with the police? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> sure. Okay. Here's the first one. I have two of these. Coralville, please, may I help you? Hey, I'm calling to uh, report an incident from Saturday. Okay, let me connect you with the dispatcher so we can get you in contact with one of our officers. All right, thanks. You're welcome. One minute. Johnson County Dispatch, how may I help you? Hey, I'm calling to report an incident that happened on Saturday. Okay, where did the incident happen at? What address? Uh, this was on 2nd Street in Coralville, um, right by the Dairy Queen. And your name, sir? My name is Justin Comer. And your phone number, Justin? Uh, 319. And what happened? Um, there was a protest march going on, and I I witnessed a blue Toyota. Uh, license plate number was IPW244. Uh, I saw them driving in between uh, two lanes of traffic. This was in the um, uh, heading northwest, those lanes. Uh, they drove in between two lanes of traffic and uh, just rolled very slowly into a protester. And 
uh, continued. They didn't they didn't break. They continued rolling into him, uh, and he he sat on the hood of the car to avoid you know being rolled over. I guess um, they accelerated while this protester was on the hood, uh, and they swerved a little bit to their right, uh, and then they stopped quickly, and he jumped off the hood. I was with the the protesters just up ahead of where this happened. Uh, They were also laying on their horn just continuously, so I turned around and saw this happen. Uh, And then they continued driving towards the group of protesters. Um, I I stood in the way because I was near the back of the group, and we had, you know, kids in the group behind me. So I stood in front of the car, and they also uh, rolled into me and continued uh, pushing forward after hitting me in the legs. So you're saying they hit you as well? How come no one called us when this happened? <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Where are you at now? I'm at my house right now. All right. I'm going to have an officer call you back, okay? Okay. Sounds good. Thanks. All right. Thanks. Wow. Yeah. So so I go over the whole thing, reporting the incident, and uh, the first response from this Johnson County dispatcher is, why didn't you call us sooner? <laughs> I know, I'm like, what? <laughs> like, without. Yeah, what's wow. the statute of limitations of uh, someone getting hit with a car? <laughs> right? Clearly expired to that person, you know, as soon as you picked up. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I I didn't have much of an answer in in the moment. I just said, "Oh, I I don't know." <laughs> Cuz it's I wouldn't either, you know. It's a funny immediate response, but I I guess the answer that I would give now is because we're protesting police. <laughs> yeah. For, yeah. For real. <laughs> That's like the <you're> right. <laughs> Actually, that reminds me, you know, another part of the police chief's statement to the press was that their primary concern is public safety. But I, (laughs) you know, there were a couple of bigger marches in Coralville, like when the stuff was first starting out in early June. And there were a couple times where there were uh, Coralville police cars, like, blocking traffic on some of the larger roads to make sure that incidents like this did not occur. But on this day, the only cop I saw the whole time we were marching, he just kind of like drove up to a stoplight and then drove away. <laughs> so if they're concerned with public safety, they weren't really showing it. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's, you know, a thing that these protests, like, I mean, back to like Charlottesville, like it's been a thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like same people who feel empowered driving their car like a weapon, you know? Yeah, it happens pretty regularly. I remember in Charlottesville, some, there was a fatality for that, too. That's my mind instantly went towards that moment, you know? Yeah. It was like a Heather something, rather, and she died. Heather Hare. Yes. 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 Like, dude just plowed through that group of people without in, with reckless abandon. I'm like, ugh. Yeah, dude, I don't know. And that's on the extreme end of things, too. But like your account of it was very articulate, and like you didn't you didn't embellish it at all. I mean, like it's clear that they were the aggressor in the situation. Absolutely, yeah, so. I think so. 
as as she mentioned at the end of that call, she is going to have somebody call me back. Uh, so I made that first call at uh, 1.44 p.m. It, this was like the Monday or Tuesday after the march. So 1.44 is when I called. And then uh, I was waiting for a call back. And I got this call at 2.06. So just about 20 minutes later. Actually, before I start that, uh, just let me say, uh, the app I was using to record phone calls cuts off the first, like, maybe 15 to 20 seconds of this. But you didn't miss too much. Okay, here we go. Did, did they pass that information to you? Yeah, so so were you involved in the incident, or what, what was your part of this? Uh, yeah, I, I was. I witnessed uh, one person uh, being struck by a car, and then the same car uh, struck me right after that. Okay. We have video of this incident. Um, do you know, were you aware of that? Uh, it may be the video that I sent to the Coralville Police Department. Okay, was that the where the the kid jumped on the guy's hood and uh, and were you got the were you the male in the jump, stood in front of the car with your blue hat? That's me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, what are what are you wanting done, sir? <laughs> uh, I I just saw in the press citizen that there had not been a report filed, so I figured I would call. <laughs> okay. What kind of report are you looking for? I guess when you're and you're are you injured in any way? No, I'm fine. Okay. Was anybody injured in, the, in any way? Not that I'm aware of. Okay. <laughs> Are you aware of who kicked the vehicle at the end of the report or the end of the video there? <laughs> what? Uh, no, I did not witness any kicking. Okay. And at the very end, you can, see, you can hear it. You can see somebody kick, but we can't tell who it is. Kick the back corner panel of the car. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> not bad. Um, not do you bad. want to come in and give us a written statement on what happened, or what would you like done, I guess? Uh, should I do that? Would that be beneficial? <laughs> it's totally up to you, but I'm letting you know that in each, an incident like this, there's we got to look at it on each direction, okay? I see somebody jumping on top of a car. I see a person trying to look for you like somewhat in fear because they're getting surrounded by people. I see you stand in front of the car in the middle of a roadway, and I see somebody kick his car. So if it, we do investigate this thoroughly, we'll have to look on both ends of it. And there is laws against being in the middle of the roadway. Uh, there's laws against driving people over. But like I said, it's the all parties involved. Oh, really? Once we do the investigation, there could be charges <laughs> on both sides. Uh, okay. Um, are are you? Do you want to pursue this? I guess I don't know. <laughs> you're the one making the report. You're the one calling us. It's totally up to you what you want done on our end of it. <laughs> I, right now, I don't have a victim that's came in and get me a written statement. If you want to be considered a victim in this, and you want to write a written statement and come in here, then I can start investigating the incident. If we don't have a victim, then we don't have anything that we're going to go off of at this point. <laughs> okay. Um, are, are you with the Coralville Police Department? Correct. Okay. Um, yeah, I suppose I could come in and give you a written statement then. Okay. Uh, that's up to you, and like I said, we'll investigate on both ends of it, okay? I just want to make sure you're very clear on that. Oh uh, yeah, I'm aware. Okay, thank you. All right. Uh, should Bye. I should I come in today or is there a That's up that's up to you. I am here until seven, that's Officer Fordyce. Um and uh I will be off the next two, but I'll be back in on Friday. Okay, cool. Yep. Bye. All right, thanks. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. So I I did not come in to file a written report, and I have not. <laughs> yeah, like, why would you, the way he brushed you off? Oh, really? yeah. 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 Like, the the rules about, tra- like, aren't there rules about, like, reckless driving? Like, isn't that, like, 
you could issue a traffic ticket based on a video, can't you? <laughs> they do it all the time. You made it pretty clear that uh, if I continued to pursue this, uh, they would, in fact, be going after uh, the victims of the incident. <laughs> and I'm not going to, you know, subject other people to that. If it was only me, maybe I'd consider going further. But obviously, I don't want to put anybody else, you know, in the crosshairs there. Yeah. Uh, and that was Officer Jason Fordyce of the Coralville Police Department. That's F O R D I C E. Jason Fordyce. For anyone listening to this. Uh yeah, after that, you know, I was I was pretty I wasn't sure like exactly how I should proceed. Like I I again talked to the other people involved, like it letting them know it seems like he's trying to intimidate me. I mean, yeah. Given any opportunity, I'm sure they would come after us, but was he just saying that stuff to try to dissuade me from filing a report on something that they don't want to do any work on? He want, he wants to make you consider how much that car hurt when it got kicked. <laughs> oh, right. right. Yeah, the kicking, like, uh, <laughs> had I witnessed anything, I, of course, would not have shared that information with the police, but I wasn't lying there. I did not see anybody right. kick that car. <laughs> it just seems that like you know i've watched just like enough of like my daily allowance of fox news which is like never to like know that you know like when you hear like when they claim they're being fair and balanced obviously they're not it just seemed like coming from his end you know he's talking about when i hear shit like both sides of the story i'm like all right that sounds like some propaganda shit anyway <laughs> so like you know what i mean the way he was coming at it it's like Honestly, man, like if I got hit, if I got hit by that car and sustained, like say, like say I was out for like weeks or whatever, I got hit head on, mm-hmm. and like you know, I, I would still feel just as tip. Like I know my wife would do it for me, but like I would still feel just as uncertain about you know one to call the police. You mm-hmm. know what I mean for many many reasons, right? You know what I mean. It just got me thinking how he was talking to you. It's like, it's like if you're trying to return like a product or whatever that you know needs to be returned to the store and they like put you through the ringer and you're like, yeah, I'm not going to return. I'm not going to end up returning this shit anyway. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. even though you have, even though you have as much credence following, following that report, it's like, seemed like you were just kind of going, getting that run around. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way that at the end of that call, you're going to feel good about what happened. You're going to feel like. He definitely, you know, it was, it was not as, it was more of like a disadvantage to you, you know, even though you had to do it, you know? So it's just like, he knew, he knew the end game was not going to be favorable for us, for you. You know what I mean? Right. And I'm sure Justin, <laughs> you probably knew they're like, they don't like the protesters. They don't like the protests yeah. because it's about them. And like, exactly. it's, I mean, it's just obvious. It's, I mean, same reason why, like every time there's protests, they prove the point that they're making every time the cops use violence against them. It's like, you know, you know the game, so it's obviously not worth pursuing, but it mm-hmm. is just insanely how he just brushed you off so completely and so quickly. Yeah. That was so defensively. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be, to be clear, I of course was not going into that thinking like, Oh, the police will help me. You know? <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not right. that naive, but mm-hmm. you know, if they're going to, if they're going to tell reporters, like, no one's reported this incident, like, okay, I guess I'll talk to you. Like, I'm willing to to make a phone call, at least. At the very least, I can record a phone call and play it on a podcast, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well. <laughs> Gotta get that content. 
Yeah. And I mean, had anybody been injured, I may have been more willing to go further with this. But yeah, that that also, fortunately, no one was hurt also. And yeah, you know, just like all of his, like DeRoja was saying, you know, he's he's coming from this position of like, well, we got to look at this from all sides. But after asking me, like, if if I was injured, pretty much all of his questions were like, well, did you see all of the crimes that happened to <laughs> the person that drove into you? <laughs> like, right. they're a victim, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're the real victims, yes. Yeah. It just feels like, you know, the tactics that they employ for voter suppression. You know what I mean? You have to... You know, for instance, like if you're working a nine to five job and they're open bankers hours, you have to like do these inhuman thing, you know, take off time for this, book this bus ticket, go through all this just to find that one place or whatever. Basically setting up all these obstacles so that you have a slim and chance of seceding. You know what mm-hmm. I mean, like obviously you knew right ahead that calling the police, obviously like that's feels like a damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of a thing. You had to call them. But if you didn't, you're like, well, fuck, like, you know, who who's going to represent the protesters? Like, they're obviously going to spin this tale saying, yeah, like, well, you know, people are not supposed to be on the road. But, well, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, like, I'm glad that you did what you did. You know what I mean? And that's the thing. It just sucks that, like, you, you kind of had to be the martyr for, you know, anyone else that called because, like, they they're going to get that same bullshit runaround, you know? Like It's the trial by Franz Kafka, if you've ever read that book, <laughs> if anyone is, re- is really into Kafka. <laughs> dude, like, for real, though, like, hearing that phone call, man, gave me straight-up anxiety. I'm like, fuck, dude. Like, <laughs> you don't know how that... I wasn't sure how that was going to go. Like, you know? Like, do they have, like, a like a taser that zaps you through your fucking phone? <laughs> like, you don't know what these people got. I mean, joking, of course, but... <laughs> hey, someday I'm sure they'll they'll figure out how to do that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure the Corolla police know like who I am and where I live. So if they want to, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully you know I, I don't plan hey. on being a real martyr. You know, no. Well, and come on, the worst that will happen to you is a slap on your wrist that ultimately just ends with like you wasting mm-hmm. some of your time that you had to waste anyway because the fucking COVID shit. Right. Like, they're not going to do shit to you. You're not going to, like, you'll get a misdemeanor at best, and then they'll, like, defer the judgment because you have a clean record, Mm -hmm. and it's nothing. And again, if it was just me, like, I might be willing to risk that. But the fact that there were other people involved who they clearly have. uh, (laughs) Yeah. Well, I don't mean they would ever arrest you for this incident. Obviously, it's, like, just ridiculous to. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know, though. I guess they've, they've done. Like, Des Moines, especially, they're just tacking on, like, ridiculous fucking, like, spy charges because someone took a picture of a police briefing that a (laughs) cop had on their persons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, they took a picture of a cop who had a fucking briefing hanging out of his his pocket or whatever. Yeah, DMPD has been just fucking crazy. And it's a fucking felony. It's insane. It's crazy. And speaking of Des Moines, I I actually have another story I, I wanted to discuss that's a little bit less personal. I'm sure you you guys are aware of this, but uh, somebody who was driving our governor Kim Reynolds uh, also oh. drove into someone. Yep. Yeah. Heard that damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did he? Hear, well, you're probably gonna cover it too, so I'll just shut up because like this is gonna be tasty. <laughs> okay. So here's the first uh, reporting on the incident. This is from the Des Moines Register. Uh, they published this on July 1st. So this happened just like right after uh, this thing that happened with me. This is by Stephen Gruber Miller and Brianne Pfaffensteel, an old friend of the show. Oh, of yeah. I remember her. <laughs> the uh, 
greatest debate moderator of all time. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. That was the lady who I told I would not vote for Biden. Very unbiased like, lady. Like a year oh. ago. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this, this is uh, their reporting on what happened uh, just over a week ago. A vehicle transporting Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds struck a Black Lives Matter protester Tuesday as the protester was intentionally blocking the car's path. A group of about two dozen Des Moines Black Lives Matter activists showed up to Reynolds' public events in Steamboat Rock and Ackley, each about 90 miles from Des Moines, on Tuesday to urge her to immediately sign an executive order restoring voting rights to people with felony convictions who have completed their sentences. Uh, Reynolds has said she will sign the order, but not immediately. Yeah. Uh, anyone who's been following the story knows that she's you know, dragging Continuing her feet. Continuing to stall. Yeah, After a thing she said she would do it. A thing that she actually has the authority to just like immediately overturn, you know. <laughs> right. But she refuses. Uh and this is just it's such a simple thing, just like restore felon voting rights. It's mm-hmm. unambiguously good, but not for uh, you know, the Republican Party. So she'll do all she can to delay that. Uh, The activists were not allowed into Reynolds' events, which were held on private property, so a group of them stood in the driveway of Family Traditions Meet in Ackley to block Reynolds from driving away. This is a very interesting name for your business. Family Traditions Meet. (laughs) M-E-A-T, meet. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's a little little sinister sounding. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to leave this guy's name out of it, too, even though uh, this this guy's been a very public uh, figure in the Des Moines Black Lives Matter protests. But just to be on the safe side, I will refrain from reading this person's yeah. name. Uh, they said they were standing in the driveway, hoping that Reynolds would roll down the window of the vehicle and speak to them. And this is a quote from this person. Uh, the SUV that Governor Reynolds was driving in drove right up to me. I was standing right in front of the car, and I just stood there. I was like... I'm going to stand here. Surely the driver of the governor is not going to hit me with her car. This is the governor, my governor, who is supposed to be representing me. I'm sure that her car is not going to intentionally hit me. I was wrong. (laughs) They said they they were not injured, but it was shocking when the vehicle hit them. They said that the impact uh, spun them around and lifted them slightly onto the hood of the vehicle. So this was a seems like it was a bit faster than what I experienced. And it was an SUV, which is obviously more threatening. Uh, Reynolds spokesperson Pat Garrett declined to comment, but a spokesperson for the Iowa State Patrol confirmed the incident. Sergeant Alex Dinkla. I'm going to let that, that one hang for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Sergeant Alex Dinkla, a spokesperson for the Iowa State Patrol, said in a statement, Today, the Iowa State Patrol investigated an incident that occurred near Ackley, Iowa, involving a demonstrator and a state-owned vehicle transporting Governor Reynolds. The vehicle was operated by a member of the Iowa State Patrol. As the vehicle started to leave a scheduled stop and enter the roadway, a demonstrator approached, which caused the governor's vehicle to slow. The demonstrator stopped short and to the side of the vehicle. As the vehicle began to turn away from the protester and onto the roadway, the demonstrator intentionally stepped in front of the slowly moving vehicle. The demonstrator had little to no physical reaction to any contact he created, and the vehicle then entered the roadway. Iowa State troopers on scene made contact with the demonstrator and advised him to discontinue his efforts to block traffic. 
The demonstrator did not appear to suffer any injury, made no request for medical attention, and immediately began shouting obscenities at the responding personnel. (sighs) The demonstrator and his group then proceeded to block members of the Iowa State Patrol from leaving the area. Okay, I'm going to... I'm going to make some assumptions here, but I'm going to reinterpret that statement just a little bit. Uh, I'm going to assume that the Iowa State troopers who were on scene and made contact with the person who was just hit by an SUV uh, and advised them to discontinue their efforts to block traffic. I'm going to guess it went a little bit something like this. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, I mean, that's what I've experienced from the Iowa State Patrol in... (laughs) Uh, the past couple months anytime i'm anywhere they don't want me to be they just immediately start swearing at me so i mean he's this guy's statement is clearly trying to say like this protester was just immediately shouting obscenities at us like i'm sure he was just returning what he had just received you know uh goes on to say the vehicle drove away after it struck the protester Uh, afterward they said an iowa state patrol officer walked up to him and began yelling at him and called him an idiot. Okay, so yes, (laughs) (laughs) confirming my suspicions. (laughs) Uh, The protesters said that they believe the driver of the vehicle hit them intentionally. Uh, Well, they confirmed that it was an Iowa State Patrol officer, so I'm going to agree with the protester there. Uh, They said the driver stopped in front of them for a second and then accelerated. (laughs) I 100% think they intentionally hit me. They said, there's no way that this driver could not see me right in front of their car. Uh, Two other activists confirmed Cavill's account of what happened. Okay, the guy that got hit, he was part of the group of Black Lives Matter activists who met with Reynolds twice in her office at the Iowa Capitol uh, to discuss the executive order restoring voting rights to felons. Uh, Reynolds has said she will sign the order by late summer or early fall, but activists and every Democratic member of the Iowa legislature (laughs) have urged her to sign the order by July 4th. Uh, It's currently July 10th. Do either of you know if she's signed that order? I don't believe so. Yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah, I I don't know. Uh, And it ends with a statement from the person who was hit. We just want answers. That's why we're following her around. We want her to know that we are not going to stay silent. It's like... Before people would complain, all oh, these protesters don't have specific demands, and now, like when they're like trying to get a fucking response for the governor on like a specific issue and a specific set of issues, you know, they're, well, the city, I guess, they're addressing specific issues too, but like it's never ever portrayed in a way that like you know it's always the protesters causing problems instead of like addressing the actual problems that exist in society that are causing them to protest. Mm-hmm. It's it's disgusting. Yeah, yeah. If there's a if there's a demonstration that's like chaotic or directionless, like that's the immediate criticism is like, oh, these are just a bunch of idiot kids who don't actually know what they want. They are just reveling in the chaos. But when it's like, this is specifically a group of people asking a specific person in power to just sign a specific document, like very directed, very specific uh, requests here. Even then, they they immediately twist the narrative to like this is just like some asshole yelling at people. They don't they don't know what they want. They don't understand the serious matters of governance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the the guy who did get hit did give a very good interview, um, video interview on Des Moines Register, um, where he lines out all of this shit very well. So I don't know. You probably can use his name. Yeah, I probably can. I'm just being like extra cautious. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we we follow each other on Twitter now, so I'm a, I'm a big fan of the person who got hit by a car. <laughs> Did you see uh, 
this is a just slightly diverging from the topic at hand, but uh, you saw that video of Paul Parizic, right? Yeah. Getting his white claw. <laughs> yeah. Like, obviously drunk. Jeroja, do you know who Paul Parizic is? Uh, Paul, I do not know who is that. Okay. Uh, Evan, you know a little bit more about this guy. Uh, We've talked yeah. about him a couple times on the show, but... He's just a spokesman for the Des Moines police, and uh, he has, like, a media presence. Like, I think he's actually paid by WHO because he makes radio appearances on one of their radio programs, like on a sports radio show. Yeah, so he's, like, the face of the Des Moines Police Department, has this whole, like, good guy, cool cop image, and, like, takes questions from callers on the radio and shit. But in reality, like, after all this Des Moines police shit where they're just going ham and there's been all this stuff about, like police officers who they paid out, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of, of lawsuits, you know, for misconduct and brutality. And, mm-hmm. uh, he's just been lying to the media and sp- spinning it. And the protesters are like specifically calling for his firing. Yeah. He's just a piece of shit. <laughs> and <laughs> the, and the, his, his son came out and called him a piece of shit, which I don't know if yeah. we need to go there necessarily. But- <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking like maybe we could go further into that at some point in the future. But yeah, uh, Iowa Informer article that came out, I believe, yesterday uh, by friend of the show, Aaron Calvin. He was the one reporting on it. Yeah, Paul Parizic's son uh, accuses him of some some things. Yeah, I also heard he has a racial discrimination thing on his record, too. Yeah. Which is not surprising. I mean, he was a street officer before he was a fucking PR shill. <laughs> Hopefully consequences for this guy at some point. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what I was saying was uh, the the same guy who got hit by the car in the story we just read, uh, he uploaded a video of Paul Parizic at some like restaurant or something and Parizic is like visibly drunk. <laughs> if he saw anyone else, if he saw, for instance, the person who was filming him in that condition, he would immediately ticket them with public intox, you know? <laughs> and he... I wish that the the video had followed him out of the building to see if he actually got into a car because he claims he was not driving. Anyway, it's a great video. Look it up, listeners. <laughs> Paul Parizic, drunk in public. Uh, so I did want to get one more thing in uh, regarding the Kim Reynolds situation. This came out, this is again from Stephen Gruber Miller of the Des Moines Register. He put this out on the 7th, just a couple days ago. Headline is, Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds says her driver who struck Black Lives Matter protester, quote, acted appropriately. Mm. Shocker. Oh, you know, one of the uh, (laughs) state troopers who were photographed on the same day, because they were following, she had a bunch of appearances that day, and they were basically just following her around all day. Mm -hmm. But there was uh, some state troopers at the Capitol, and one of them had a, was videotaped with a Trump wristband (laughs) on. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah. I mean, not that that's surprising, but... It's not, but the fact that they can just openly yeah, like well, wear they're that... They're just, uh, just fucking brazen about it. Yeah, on duty. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's... I mean, the headline, the headline is really enough here, but let's read some context, I guess. Uh, Governor Kim Reynolds said a state trooper who was driving her from an event last week, quote, acted appropriately when he hit a Black Lives Matter protester who was blocking the driveway of the business she was leaving. I do feel like the driver acted appropriately, Reynolds said Tuesday at a news conference in Urbandale. She said she believes the protester, an organizer with Des Moines Black Lives Matter, acted inappropriately by stepping in front of her SUV as it was leaving the parking lot. Uh, the protester was not injured by the collision. And uh, here's, here's how she describes what happened. 
As we were leaving the vicinity, the individual sped up and stepped in front of the vehicle intentionally, and you cannot block traffic as we're leaving an event. Uh, They got a statement from uh, the protester. He said, It's not like I went out of my way to jump in front of the vehicle in the way that she explains it or the state patrol explains it. I was already standing where the vehicle was driving to. So again, uh, there's video of this too. And as they describe it here, video of the incident shows taking a couple of steps into the driveway and then coming to a halt before the SUV hits him. I I mean, this is just words, but I mean, (laughs) if you watch it, you I'm sure would agree with the protester that he was driven into intentionally and there was plenty of time to not do that. Yeah. Are they going to act like she going to say, oh, I was threatened by him? Like, (laughs) do you think that her driver or her thought that they were in any immediate danger whatsoever? in this situation uh they get a little bit more from sergeant alex dinkla of the iowa state patrol here the trooper was operating the vehicle in a safe and prudent manner and in accordance with dignitary protection training the trooper driving the vehicle will not be disciplined as he did not violate departmental policies or procedures (laughs) uh the protester said that the incident shows that reynolds is being held to a different standard He also called it a distraction from the work he and other activists are doing to pressure Reynolds to sign an executive order to restore voting rights for people with felony convictions. Folks in the state of Iowa should really be concerned about the sheer lack of accountability that we're seeing and the exceptionalism that we're giving to Governor Reynolds, he said. But if it was me or anyone else who was driving a car or riding in a car that struck another person, that car can't just drive away and everything will be fine. Yeah. I would agree. Uh, refer back to our previous episode when uh, somebody was driving towards a cop who was standing in the road and was shot, what was it, 17 times? Yeah, ridiculous. Obviously not a one-to-one comparison, but right. not really a comparable you know, level of consequences there. Mm-hmm. Do, do you think Joni Ernst, or I'm sorry, Joni Ernst is definitely vulnerable, but Kim Reynolds seems like at this point, I, I want to hope at least... Like, after the COVID shit and this, like... You're talking about, like, electorally, yeah. right, man? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Joni? I, I, I mean, well, the one... people I talk about or talk to are all, you know, obviously well, like, hater, but... Right. Well, like, okay, so I guess going to Joni Ernst first, because I know her... I mean, like, she's up for re-elect. Like, have you guys seen, like, have you guys seen some of the ads for Teresa Greenfield? I, I've been digging into a little bit of campaign ads for another episode I'm planning to do soon. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. shit, sorry. No, I totally changed subject, but no, no, you're totally, totally fine. Um, yeah. No, I didn't want to. I didn't want to, like, you know, ruin ruin stuff for <laughs> another. Episode. But like, yeah, I just see, like, I don't know, because I saw some of like the attack ads and shit like that. I'm like, I'm not obviously, I'm not sure what to, because like my person did not, you know, did not make it through. You know, who was like, uh, she was like supposedly she was progressive until I'm just not sure what to make of of this whole thing with Teresa Greenfield, honestly, you know, going up against Joni, you yeah, know, I only see negative <laughs> Teresa green, like attack ads on Teresa Greenfield. I mean, I'm sure it'll be close. And I, I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen polling recently, but I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Joni Ernst still holds on. Yeah. I, I think at this point it could go either way. There's a lot of money going into this race specifically because it's like, because it could go either way. And Greenfield obviously had the full backing of the uh, the party, like even in the primary. So she's got plenty oh. of uh, institutional momentum. support. Yeah. I-, I don't know about like people momentum, but money momentum, sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Not people momentum is very, spe- yeah, it's definitely not. But like, I think, I think to answer your question though, with, uh, with good old, J- with, with Kim Reynolds, 
if people remember, you know, the shit, like, you know, people remember the shit that, you know, she put us through this year. I like to think that her time's up in a couple of years, but it just matters. It just matters what, you know, the left decides to put up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if they put up bullshit moderate or whatever, like. Yeah. If we do <laughs> Fred know, Hubble again. Really, right. Yeah. yeah. It's way too far out to project for her, but I don't know. It just feels right. like the tide has shifted way heavily against her. And yeah. Uh, oh, she's just totally. She just looks like a deer in the headlights whenever she does one of her pressers. She's fucking up. She's just obviously a Trump lapdog, like to the fullest yeah. and making us a mockery. It's it's really bad, man. Like she's talk- we're the first aren't we the first state in the nation that had like that allowed the uh, pick up pick up drinks to go. But you know Yeah. And she has two DUIs. Right. <laughs> like exactly like it doesn't look good too that your your driver hit a fucking BLM person. You're like, oh yeah, by the way, pick up your margarita from your favorite Mexican joint. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you know, and like, oh by the way, uh weed is still bad. So like, you know, that's the way she thinks. Yeah. She know. just said that recently too. Like it's <laughs> like about the weed. It's like give me a fucking break, man. Seriously, dude, like was the uh drive through uh alcohol legalization was that also an executive order? I can't remember. I am not sure, honestly. Anyway, but that's I mean a- that's that takes, you know, a higher priority than restoring voting rights, obviously. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or protecting people from COVID or providing accurate numbers on fucking COVID mm-hmm. or accurate tests. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's plenty of time before the next gubernatorial election. Uh, the next one is 2022. So, yeah. I mean, one, mm-hmm. how good are people's memories going to be? Uh, two, how bad are the next two years going to be? <laughs> Right. <laughs> a lot of factors that we can't really predict. The thing though with uh with Kim Reynolds is like, yeah, like the whole restoring restoring voting rights to felons and shit. Like she'll do stuff there like, eh, you know, like I don't want to hate you, but you suck. You know what I mean? And she'll pull this shit, you know, with like hitting hitting somebody. And then I I'm I'm, I'm reading something here on Facebook saying that she supposedly is allocating fifty million to Iowa's mental health system. So like you know, you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, broken clock can be right a couple times. You know, <laughs> that's the way I look at it. <laughs> right. Like I'm Republicans, like, uh, they have to do the same thing as the Democrats do. They just are like less uh, willing to talk about it. <laughs> you know. Exactly. Yeah, and I've been looking deeper into state house candidates since I was, you know, the thing I mentioned earlier about looking at campaign ads, and like mental health is one of the things that it seems like the Iowa Republican Party has kind of latched onto as like their see we're actually good kind of pol- right. policy proposal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I, I mean, pretty, hey, if we can, I mean, pull you them can't somewhere. fault them. Yeah, <laughs> if you can pull them on the couple positions where they're like shown that they might be slightly willing to budge upon, you know, like yeah, you'll take it. But like you said, like you know, the clock could be right twice, you know, twice a year. I mean, at least give them some sort of credit. You know what I mean? But you know, you still need to get a, you still need to fix your fucking clock. <laughs> you know, like right. I feel like she's doing the least, you know, just to be like to plate the base, you know, and be like, yeah, like you said, like, you know, we're not all that bad, you know, look at look how progressive we are after all, you know, but it's really sad that those are the things that we have to like look forward to, you know, when we when there's like small bits of common decency that they show. I'm like, yeah, all right. So we're supposed to be happy with this. Yeah, it's like when Trump is <laughs> a State of the Union address and like mm-hmm. uh, has all the shit about oh, like the military. And like tell some sob story, you know, about some military spouse, and uh, you know they just lap it up like the conservative <laughs> base. They just they hear exactly what they want to hear. They want to yes. hear all the good stuff, but once it gets to anything that's like threatens their little bubble, <laughs> they get real mad. Yeah, <laughs> <get> real <really> mad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. 
the other the other big race that that comes to mind is Amy McGrath and uh, the turtle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. How, I mean, obviously the turtle's gone. Like that'll be great personally, but it's like does that have to be Amy? I mean, I was hoping like you know the progressive dude was gonna fucking. Oh yeah, Booker. Yeah, I was I was praying praying for that, yeah. but and it was Same. so close. Like he came out of nowhere. He and, almost like, really off, was yeah. obviously like the person for the moment. Yeah, but it's Kentucky, and I I I guess I don't know. <laughs> McConnell seems uh, like he. I don't know. I can't see Amy McGrath beating him. Polling would indicate that he's safe. Yeah. yeah, I don't think he's going anywhere this time. But yeah, Amy. I mean, would be. <sighs> kind of a lateral move from what i've seen of her uh her she's the embodiment of like a corporate democrat like they just they liked right. her story she's a female fighter pilot we can put her mm-hmm. in this seat um we can t- like use her to attack mitch mcconnell like and and get all these out-of-state liberals like rich california people to send money to her campaign and we can make a lot of money off of it she'll probably lose anyway but if she does win then she is like a safe person that we can you know use you know she'll be a establishment favorite for sure yeah they can put her in somewhere absolutely yeah but yeah just like kentucky's just like red meat red dude it's like i have no hope for that you know what i mean but (laughs) you never know well i mean they've got a strong like labor background with the coal mining and stuff uh but that was you know kind of co-opted it was kind of co-opted in like the like in the obama years into being like Mm. like an environmental thing like they turned coal is where the kentuckians get like make their living and these damn libs they they want to stop all the coal mining because of global warming which is fake yeah. You should vote for Republicans. Mm. I have to apologize for not listening to the Trobillies enough. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, that's basically where I learned about Kentucky. So. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, I've got. It looks like we've been going for like a little bit more than an hour. Uh, do you guys? I have something that I could uh, keep going with if you guys want to stick around for a little bit. What um, do you think? My sister is coming over like very shortly, so. Okay, so we we can yeah. end it then. All right. If you don't mind. Okay, yeah. That's fine. That's fine. What that means, of course, that Joel Curtinitis has escaped justice. Once oh again. hell yes! Okay, <laughs> then yes, definitely. I don't want to talk about Joel Curtinitis. He doesn't deserve our you know podcast with very limited listenership. He doesn't deserve the attention that we would give him. I was trying not to tell you exactly what it was Uh-oh. before. <laughs> before you know, your yes or Uh-oh. no. Uh, yeah, so again, like this article, I want to talk about it on the show, but it it's escaping our commentary once again. I mean, Joel seems like he's not doing too well right now. Um, <laughs> he seems like he's under constant threat, very paranoid. So like, he has enough to worry about, I think. We don't need to give him any more headaches. Deroja, I don't know if you're familiar with Joel Curtinitis. Who is is that? Like a local guy, or yeah, he's a he used to write for the Des Moines Register and is based, best known for his uh, "Why Can't I Say the N Word" article. Like literally, <laughs> not even I'm like, like I'm not, not even really exaggerating it like at all. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, oh I can, my we god, like it after this, or but it, he's he's the worst. Do you like a big fan of car? Uh, I don't know how involved he got himself in the Carson King <laughs> debacle, but I'm sure that oh, he, was, he was mad about it for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> he doesn't write for the paper anymore. I think uh, we kind of let a campaign against him. I don't know if that had any role in it. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> wow. He doesn't write anymore. He has very limited viewership anyway, or like no one reads his shit. So I need something to be pissed off about if one of y'all could send me that last name, that'd be great. <laughs> Cause that's, 
that's some wild shit right there. Yeah, it's it's a pretty good one. Yeah, he was like an early target of ours when we were first starting the show. So he's he's kind of a classic villain. Oh. Uh, anyway, <laughs> though, uh, DeRosa, thank you for uh, coming back again on a more well, like a you, standard man. standard Rock Hard Caucus episode. Oh yeah, man, this is fun. Like I love talking this shit, but with you guys, you know, it's uh, it kind of you know like 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 last month. It just uh, it feels kind of like a cathartic experience. It's unconventional in a good way. Because you're talking about stuff, you know, that like, you know, when you haven't seen people in a while, I was like, oh, how are your kids? You know, how's blah, blah, blah. You know, you're talking about real shit that matters to people and you can't help but be earnest about it. You can't help but to like, you know, to really share what's on your mind, you know, because hopefully people are listening, you know, like, yeah, yeah. we can like lead shit. We can change shit, you know, like, you know, with what you experienced, Justin, you know, with the, you know, with the ass hat, you know, coming close to hitting you or hitting you or whatever. It's like. Mm-hmm. Like, people need to know about that shit, man. Like, I think, you know, more needs to be said. So, thank you. Yeah, thanks for coming back again, like I just said. Uh, I mean, this may only be a podcast, but, yeah. you know, podcasts have a role. <laughs> we we uh, toe the irony sincerity line pretty hard, but I think uh, we're all pretty deeply sincere people. And yeah, yeah, I think you know who we are. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, and I, I you know, can't help but feel that kind of camaraderie, you know, like, it's not like you're watching. It's not like you're listening to the Bob and Tom show where they're always fucking around, you know. What I mean? <laughs> you know yeah. But it's like it's, it's a nice balance. So I, I actually look forward to that. You gotta keep up the good work. Seriously, thanks, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. I, I do think that. I mean, there are some things that we could learn from Bob and Tom, perhaps. But <laughs> I haven't listened to that in so long. Yeah, when I did, I worked in a me. book bindery, and this what the guys would listen to. <laughs> <laughs> kind of bottom of the barrel morning zoo stuff. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> if you want to hear some bottom of the barrel shit, like you should listen to some. Uh, I don't think they're in the in the area anymore, but free uh, beer and hot wings. They sound like the kind of people that you went to high school with that you know, like definitely played golf. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they, yeah, you know, they're those type of people. They wear polos and shit like that. And they, <laughs> yeah. go to, they go to a sports bar, you know, meet up with their friends and joke about us. So, yeah, that, it's basically like, yeah, it's like if Fox News had their version of Bob and Tom. You know what I mean? That's basically yeah. what that was. So that's the thing that exists. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's kind of what I'm <laughs> aspiring to be. Yeah. I'm imagining just yeah. like Stephen Crowder types. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. What a guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you to uh, everyone who listens to the show. You know, we appreciate what uh, what limited audience we have as a... <laughs> A show in Iowa expressing earnest uh, leftist political views. Uh, you know, there's a limited yes. audience, but there is an audience. So thank you for being that audience. And uh, if you want more of our stuff, we do have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash rockhardcaucus. There's plenty of additional audio material there for you to consume. Uh, I did a, an 11-part series reading a shitty book by a local weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I just today released uh, the first episode of what I'm hoping to be a very long-running series with friend of the show, Tony Lacurto from Massachusetts, uh, where we read and discuss the Archie Comics series Sonic the Hedgehog. So <laughs> quite a divergent. Totally from... <laughs> divergent from the actual content of the pod. But hey. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, take the perspectives you see here and apply it to yeah. uh, kind of a niche uh, <laughs> product <laughs> elsewhere. Gotta get it out of your system. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh and if you want stickers i've i've said this a few times but reach out to us anywhere 
Twitter, Facebook, the Patreon, etc. I'd be happy to send you some stickers. I might actually take you up on that, Justin. Yeah, I'll send you some stickers for sure. Yeah, dude, that'd be awesome. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with the logo designed by uh, our close friend, Allie High. I always want to give her credit when I can. All right, well, uh, any other thoughts from... Oh, DeRose is gone. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take some stickers too. I forgot to ask. Yeah, I'll send you some as well. Okay. Well, thanks again, everybody. See you later. Goodbye. Peace. There are two videos that you need to see that Joe has posted at FreeBearAndHotWings.com. One of them cannot be real. Uh, It is Bruce Lee allegedly playing ping pong with a nunchuck. Joe, you found this video. Do you believe it's real? No, it's not. It's a commercial. Well, there you have it. This is the Free Beer and Hot Wing Show. I thought this was something we we're going to park on and say that this is some new unearthed <laughs> material or something. You're <laughs> simple and soft-headed. You're a soft-headed well, I'm simple and soft-headed. The video's an effing commercial, you idiot. Yeah, it's only all over the effing internet that says awesome Chinese commercial of Bruce Lee playing ping pong with nunchucks. Now, the headline on the video you sent us just says Bruce Lee plays ping pong with nunchucks. Oh, my God. Yeah. How did I ever figure out it was a commercial when the headline doesn't say that? <laughs> it's time for the free beer and hot wing show. Listen, Melonhead. Been- <laughs> what do you want, stupid? You don't even know anything about the internet. It you didn't even cool. know you could order books off Amazon, so shut up.